Hello and welcome to the Paddle School Podcast. Your host and paddle coach Sandy here. Each episode I will share with you my paddle coaching experience, bringing you top tips, latest news from around the world and interviewing some of the leaders in the industry and all to help you play your best paddle. So let's not waste any more time, get comfortable and enjoy the episode. So in this solo episode today, we're going to talk about another really important tactic, and that is keeping the net. If you're the returning pair, you may have worked hard to get to the net, or if you're the serving pair, then you start at the net. But either way, you've got the net and you're in the advantageous position of being able to attack in the point. So we're going to break this episode down into a few common errors at net, what you should be aiming to do when you're there, also what you need to do if things don't go as planned, and how you deal with the opponents trying to take the net from you. To begin with, the common errors, one of the most common errors is to go in all guns blazing. And so by that I mean you get to net and you're attacking every single ball that you can until it's either a do or die situation where you end up most of the time making mistake. The thing is, is if you hit one winner but you end up making five or six mistakes on that same ball, it's not worth you doing that. And on the other side of the coin, you don't want to be too tentative. If you're too tentative and you're kind of just pushing that ball, you're not taking advantage of being able to attack and therefore it's too easy for your opponents to play and it's very easy then for them to take the net off you. So the key really is to finding that middle ground. You want to be attacking the easy balls and being sensible on the balls that are a little bit more difficult and a lot of that is playing within your capability. If you know you're able to be aggressive on that ball and not make a mistake then you should go for it and if you know that that's a difficult ball and you might need to be a bit more sensible or a bit more patient in the point before you get your opportunity then you need to do that. You can't let your adrenaline and your kind of over enthusiasm to attack the ball lead you astray. So this leads nicely into the aim at net. It's a little bit like a game of chess. You don't want to be attacking when you're not in a good position and it might take a little bit of time until you get that opportunity. So you don't want to expose yourself by going for too much. If you go forward and go really aggressive and it's the wrong ball, then you open up a big space behind you in which they can easily just pop a lob over your head and then you've lost that net position. One thing that I think really helps players is to focus on that setup volley. That setup volley should be what you're aiming for, where you want to hit with control, with a little bit of slice into the corners of the court or down the middle of the court so the ball dies towards that back glass with the aim that you're going to get a weak reply from that. And what often happens is you end up winning the point on that volley, even though your intention is to force an easy one for you to finish the point on the next one. But because you've concentrated on this ball, it usually means you've hit a good shot on it and also it means that your opponents have to take a little bit of a risk if they don't want to hit an easy ball back to you. Now one thing to be aware of is that depending on your level you might need a few setup shots. If you're playing against a pair that are getting good at defending off that back glass you might hit one setup shot in one corner follow it up with one in the middle and then you might need a third setup shot before you get your easy ball. And recognizing that easy ball is a skill in itself. You need to look at two things. First of all, have you hit a good shot? If you know you've hit a good shot and it's gone into the corner and you know that your opponents are going to find it difficult, then that's something that you can think, right, now could be an opportunity for me. And then the second thing you look at is the body position of your opponent. If your opponent is off balance, they're leaning back, the racket face is open, they're struggling, then that's another indication that you might have an opportunity to attack that next ball. So those visual cues that you get from that situation will tell you whether there's a chance to finish on that next shot. 
Then we come to the point finisher. Now, this is one of the few times in paddle that I agree that you can go 100% on this ball. When you've got the right opportunity, you can go all guns blazing on this shot. Now, I'm often saying you need to be patient and you need to be sensible. But if you do get that chance, move quickly into position and be aggressive with that ball so that you make sure you put that ball away. If you know it's within your capability to finish that point, then I would say to go for it. You obviously need to consider where your opponents are. For example, if they've got their backs against the glass that's a good time for you to hit a hard flat or topspin smash either over the fence or back towards your side or if you see that one of them's up and there's a big gap down the middle then obviously you want to aim into the areas of the court where you've got the highest percentage chance of finishing the point. Now, while the intention can be to be sensible and wait for your opportunity, create the setup ball and then finish the point, I also know things don't always go as planned. Points can get messy, players can get out of position, and this is one of the exciting things about paddle. You've got obviously the fence and the walls, and the reaction of the ball means that sometimes you do get out of position. So whether you're at the front of the court or the back of the court, you always want to try and reset. So if you end up at the front of the court, that might mean hitting a sensible volley down into the corner of the court and this can be difficult because I know the adrenaline gets up you get competitive the ball's moving fast and it's often a challenge to slow yourself and to slow the ball down this is particularly common when defending the smash you see a pair that wind up to hit a big smash the opposing pair they run forward and off their smash the opposing pair try and hit that ball as hard as they can and then go from a position where they could actually gain the attack to then the opponents having a ball that comes off that glass when really what they should have done was hit a nice controlled slow ball into the corner and they either would have won the point but they definitely would have won that net position which is really what your aim should be if the point gets messy. The same also applies if it gets messy and you end up at the back of the court. You should really try and slow it down so you hit a nice high lob, reset as a defending pair and then rebuild the point so that you have an opportunity to then take that net afterwards. So if this happens against you that someone hits a lob while you're at net, your aim is obviously to try and keep that net. And this is where the professional players and high level players do their most running is when they're running back, hitting the bandeja, sprinting back up to net because they are determined to hold that net position because they realize how valuable it is to stay in that attacking place. So when that lob goes up, you need to make a quick decision. First of all, are you able to get back, hit a bandeja and then get back up to net? Because that's really what you want to be doing. You want to be able to hit a good solid shot into the corner, ideally so they can't attack you on that next ball and then regain your net position. If you end up having a lob that you're moving back, it's a high lob, but it's a deep lob and you think that you won't be able to get back up to net, then that's probably a good choice to play after the glass because most of the time, most of these lobs will bounce nicely away from the glass so you could uh, theoretically attack that next ball and if you're accurate, you could gain the net back on that next shot. There's a lot of different terminology around the smashes. You In Spanish, you have the gancho, the bandeja, you have your fake smashes, all of these type of things. But really, the main thing to think about is trying to hold that net. So you want to hit the ball at a speed that gives you time to get back up to net so there's no good running back hitting your bandeca fast and then you don't have time to get back up to net because your opponents are waiting off that rebound and then you leave a big gap in the court so you want to make sure that you hit with a nice controlled speed and if you're further back that might be hitting off the side glass or off the fence because if it hits the fence or the glass the ball slows down and this actually gives you more time so if you're able to hit your bandeja into the corner with a double glass the ball will slow down off two glasses giving you a lot more time to get back up to the right net position. 
The other ways we talked about taking the net, if you're dealing against that, for example, if someone hits a high lob to you and they come up to block, if they've done that once or twice and it's been successful, first of all, you need to get your partner to communicate that really clearly. If it's a nice high lob, they need to tell you that your opponents are coming up so that you know how to deal with it. And then you'll deal with it in a different way. And that might be a fast body shot where you're going to hit a nice flat smash, which will firstly be difficult for them to volley, but secondly, might put them off coming too close again the next time or you want to aim down into the gap. So if you're aiming at the angle towards the fence or down the middle of the court. The third method that we talked about of taking the net was when they hit a chiquita or softball down to your feet and then they come forward. Now this one can be a little bit tricky to deal with because what often players do is they let the ball bounce and then they try to play fast past their opponents like you would do in tennis where if the ball goes past you end up winning the point. But here if you end up doing that and they allow it off that back glass what happens is that you end up close to the net and they've got a ball halfway up the court that is actually relatively easy off that back glass. So you need to be sensible if they hit a Chiquita. If they hit a Chiquita down to your feet and they come charging in close, you can always try and play over their heads or what is very common is to play another ball down to their feet off that ball. And that's why you see so many almost touch rallies in paddle is because when that ball is down to the feet, there's not a lot you can do with it. You have to either hit angle down to the feet. If possible, you can get the fence involved. If not, you want to try and play into the gaps and hope that they can't attack you on that next ball. When this kind of rally starts happening, you want to be really fixed on holding your net position. So you want to be as fast as you can, as accurate active with your feet and trying to play into the gaps so eventually they get forced back to the defensive position on the court again. If you're training this, there's a few things that you need to consider. First of all, you always want to make sure that you come back up for a volley. So if you're doing baskets, for example, and you hate the lob and you're practicing your defensive smash or your bandeja, you want to have that next ball where you have to sprint back up to the net position and have a volley. Because it's far too often that you see in points, the players move back, hit the bandeja, and then stand around and watch their ball and they don't get back up into that position. So it's really important that you train that. Another good way to do it with live points is to say that that you're not allowed to hit aggressive smashes and what that means is that players have to be a lot more accurate with their bandeja and get into better positions on the court so they have to move into good positions while forcing their opponents into defensive positions and the points go on longer which means you're also working on a bit of match specific fitness. If you can be effective at taking the net, which we talked about in episode two of the podcast, and you get good at keeping the net, you will win so many points just through tactically doing these two things well. And many times you won't even need to go for that big smash or that big finisher because you will have won the point just through being sensible. It's the same at the World Paddle Tour level. If you look at Bella, Bella was world number one for 13 years and he doesn't have the biggest smashes and the biggest finishes in the game. But he's a master tactician, he's sensible and he's very accurate when he plays both at taking the net and keeping the net. I hope this episode gave you something to think about and I will link in the show notes to a few of the videos on communication, on when you should be smashing and when you should be letting that ball bounce and also how you will be moving as a pair. So hopefully in your next matches you can apply some of these concepts and hopefully you'll join us for the next episode.